Hello out there in the ether. I'm your host, Julian Rushbrook. I use he, him pronouns. And I would like to welcome all of you to the first episode of my new podcast, my first and only podcast so far, A History Most Queer. Here, we will together explore our very important stories, historical, mythological, and cultural, and the ways in which our LGBTQ plus forebearers have shaped the world we now live in. So, yeah, that's kind of what it's about. Um, our history is important. Our, our historical figures are many, but often they're kind of downplayed. I mean, you know, lesbian couples that were just good friends that slept in the same bed together for 47 years, that kind of thing. So together we'll get to learn about gods and goddesses that move throughout all of these religions, both ancient and contemporary. And maybe we can delve into some royal courts to learn about kings that were queens and queens that were kings. There are brilliant minds, writers, musicians, scientists. I mean, the whole kit and caboodle. The modern world was made possible by all of these wonderful people. They were ace, they were pan, they were trans, they were everything under the sun. We have always been here. We're nothing new. We can examine queer representation in media and literature. We can sit there and figure out, you know, what kinds of maybe subtle things in literature from 300 years ago would, if made now, be a little bit more out there, a little bit more obvious. Anyway. Have you ever wondered if there were gay spies out there? Or what about gay Nazis? Maybe you like music a lot, you know. So maybe you'd like to learn about some like lesbian jazz singers from the 20s. We're going to look into all of that kind of stuff. Um, but first, I'd kind of like to maybe introduce why, why I'm doing all of this. So I studied history in college and education. And I was so excited to kind of get out there and, you know, nurture the minds of the upcoming youth. And then I found out how much it paid. And then I saw those pay, uh, pay rates continue to sort of decline as time went by. Or rather, they didn't go up, but the cost of living, that definitely went up. Um, and also... There have been pushes throughout the past, I mean, really, it goes back even further than the past 20 or 30 years, but definitely within the past 20 or 30 years, there has been a real strident push to eliminate queer stories from history, to whitewash uh, history of uh, people of color, and just broadly try to feed children coming up this weird propagandist mythology about what American history is. By the way, I live in America, I live in uh, Oklahoma, so that's kind of where I'm coming from. But 
I do want to assure everyone that I will be looking at history in other countries, not just the United States. Uh, so at the time of this recording, there are 239 bills being pushed throughout uh, various states in the United States that are attacking the rights of LGBTQ plus people. And that's to say nothing about what's going on in countries all over the world, um, such as Russia, Saudi Arabia, Iran, and others. I mean, I don't want to just look at those countries and say, eh, you guys are the baddies. Countries all over the world are targeting LGBTQ plus people. And a lot of that is because of a rise of fascistic, ultra-right political parties. And, I mean, you, you have to have been living under a rock to have not seen the last few years of American political history. But we are by no means the only nation in the world that has been experiencing this. Jai Bolsonaro recently, uh, the former president of Brazil, had a bunch of his supporters attack buildings in the capital, uh, Brasilia, causing all sorts of damage. So, I mean, it, it's not just the United States. But you see this rise in France, in Italy, um, the Philippines. So, yeah, with all of this going on, I think... I really wanted to, to, I don't know, give lessons, you know, give stories, give hope to people out there who maybe don't see themselves represented in history books or programs on, uh, in documentaries or whatever. Um, I just wanted to sort of show that, hey, you, while you are special, you're also not unique. There are all sorts of people like you. And you can look at all of these wonderful people and draw inspiration, draw strength, and also just, you know, have knowledge, <laughs> which I think is important. Um, so yeah, I wanted to kind of look at some of these bills real quick. I made up a little list. Um, specifically, I'm going to focus more on Oklahoma at the moment, which, again, is where I live. Um, and Oklahoma does have the distinction of having the most bills that are kind of making their way through the state legislature to um, step on LGBTQ plus rights, of which there are 32, by the way. Um, so they're currently on the books. Um, a few laws that are, you know, fun. So in November of 2021, the governor, uh, Kevin Stitt, signed an executive order which blocked the Oklahoma State Department of Health from issuing changes, uh, gender markers on birth certificates. Um, I will say that the Department of Public Safety, uh, nonetheless, will change them on driver's licenses uh, with uh, physician sort of uh, documentation. Um, on the 30th of November in 2022, so not too terribly long ago, Stitt signed a bill that passed the Oklahoma legislature preventing uh, trans women and girls from competing in uh, women and girls athletic sports uh, at schools and universities. 
In October of that year, he also signed a bill um, that would ban any government funding from Oklahoma hospitals if they provided gender transition services, which is a very broad term, to children or minors. So that's stuff like uh, hormone blockers and so on. Uh, in April, the Oklahoma legislator, uh, legislature passed a bill to only allow sex markers of male or female on birth certificates. Um, so any other sex markers, that's not allowed. Um, Oklahoma also has a no promo homo law uh, that forbids the promotion of homosexuality in schools and instructs HIV-related education to teach students that engaging in homosexual activity prevents the spread of HIV, which ignores the actual science that says that, you know, straight people get it too. Um, in April uh, of 2021, um, the Oklahoma legislature passed a bill banning diversity training. And of course, the governor, Kevin Stitt, a name that keeps popping up, um, signed that into law. Now, um, like I said, that there are 32 bills right now going through the legislature that are circumscribing, um, all sorts of things. You know, uh, there are religious freedom bills. Um, there are bills banning, uh, gender affirming medical treatments for minors as well as adults. Um, often with felony convictions for the medical providers that would be providing this care. Um, there are bills that further ban uh, trans people from sports, um, banning of quote-unquote woke education schools, and the recognition of uh, people's preferred pronouns and name changes. Um, and that's just one state, that's just Oklahoma. Texas has 22 bills, Arizona has 10, South Carolina has 13, and the list goes on. In total, 32 states in these United States have bills that are working their way through the legislative process that will adversely affect the LGBTQ plus community. Now, not all of those will go anywhere. I mean, I just can't see the state of New York doing anything like that. But Oklahoma, you bet. Texas for sure. So that's the majority of states. That may not be the majority population-wise, but still, I mean, it's frightening. Um, so that's why I think we need to learn about our splendid history. And by learning about it, maybe that will help us to work toward having a better future for the LGBTQ plus children that have yet to be born. So the past decade has seen a lot of civil unrest and demonstrations. I mean, we've all seen the films, the footage, or participated in marches that were raising awareness about uh, police brutality, um, and trying to, trying to call for justice. We've seen this with women's reproductive rights, with the Supreme Court having overturned Roe v. Wade, 
among other things. Uh, people came together over the past few years. Black, white, Asian, native, queer, straight, everything under the sun to stand with each other against various injustices. And a lot of groups were targets of hate and violence over the past few years and continue to be. Sadly, the backlash against all of the solidarity has been swift. The reason why a lot of these bills that I mentioned just a few minutes, uh, just a few seconds ago, is because of the Supreme Court now really looking at at taking a bunch of steps back when it comes to progress that's been made over the past 50 years. Marriage equality may be re-examined. Interracial marriage may be re-examined, which is wild to me that... Anyway, um, but there's still hope. I'm optimistic. Even though right now it can seem a little bit gloomy, I, I really do believe in what Dr. King said about, that's Dr. Martin Luther King, by the way, uh, about the um, the history of justice. I'm really paraphrasing this terribly, that, it, that the arc of history bends towards justice. That's what it is. Um, the Alzheimer's is strong. I apologize. But I really do believe that things will get better. But the thing is, is it's going to take work from everybody um pushing back against the right-wing sort of extremist reactionary um individuals that are doing a lot of damage and i I want to be clear when i say right-wing not everyone that is on the right side of the political divide is a fascist not everyone on the right side of the political divide is anti-LGBTQ or racist or so on. That being said, I don't think they're doing enough to keep the elements within their um, political um, parties, I don't think they're doing enough to expel those more dangerous elements. So maybe that will change. We'll be optimistic. So I'm optimistic, but again, I said that we all need to do our part. And so I think for my part, if I can sit there and educate people that, you know, you're not gay because of demons or communists. You're not, you know, trans because of some sort of weird chemical that shot into the air. I mean, we've always been here before communism, before advanced chemicals were made by uh, labs. You know, we've always been a part of the human story and frankly, other species in the animal kingdom stories. When When COVID first broke onto the world stage, I saw a lot of very eerie, Um, similarities to when HIV appeared on the scene 40 years ago. The the behavior of the Reagan administration, while not exactly the same as the Trump administration, there were some frightening similarities. Um, Especially in, in how a lot of the stuff was framed. You know, the disease 
the illness was either not real, some people would, would have claimed that, or that it was a punishment from the Almighty, or some other strange conspiracy theory that is best left to an episode of X-Files, which is a great show, but really, we don't need to have X-Files on news channels. So, yeah, that's, that's why I thought I would start this little podcast, which I'm sure this first one is probably going to be rough. Hopefully these little $40 microphone things that I got aren't too terrible, and I am having to learn how to edit, so little apology, you know, <laughs> at the beginning. But yeah, I plan on talking to experts because I am by no stretch of the imagination an expert. Um, but I'd like to, you know, interview some experts uh, and maybe even talk to some people who are real, live, honest-to-goodness heroes within our community. And also look at people who are heroes and sometimes villains of the past. I mean, there's, there's just so much out there. And the thing is, me personally, I never learned one bit of this in a classroom. I had to go digging and find out about this stuff. And that's sad. I should not have had to learn about my own history from, you know, having to be Indiana Jones digging into dark tunnels to find this stuff. It should be there. But the same can be said for black folks, for Native Americans, for Asian people. Like, you know, it's just not talked about in American schools, unfortunately. And it's about time that all of these various histories come to light. So, I hope that <laughs> I haven't already turned you away with a bunch of, I'm sure, a bunch of ums and ahs and pauses where I was collecting my thoughts. Hopefully I can edit them out. If not, well, you know, I'm working on it. But I hope to, to inspire, I hope to inform and have fun together learning about um, our history, Most Queer. Thank you.